All right, all right. Welcome back to Two Knicks Talk Sports, episode 12. Uh, Coming live after a two, three-week absence here. Um, Merry Christmas to everyone that's finally tuning in. Coming up on Happy New Year's as well. But uh, I'm Nick Minocchio, here with the recently now healthy Nick St. Lawrence. Yo, yo, what's up? So uh, we had a, a few week absence here due to the holidays and a, a few other things going on um, that we'll touch on before we hop into kind of the wide world of sports. So well, we back. How's uh, how's everything going, Nick? Hey, man. I'm walking. I'm up. You're partly post post surgery. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing well. I got the okay to drive. Um, hopefully, I'll be back to work in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, man, uh, surgery went well and. No pain, no sciatica, so we're uh, we're looking good. Christmas was great, great time, you know, uh, spent with the fam. I wasn't a complete gimp, which is uh, which is a good thing. We had a lot of great sports on Christmas, both uh, with the Celtics and um, football. So uh, yeah, man, we're uh, we're rocking, moving forward. Life is good. Yeah, yes. Christmas uh, Christmas was good over here too, and happy everything uh, you know went well with the surgery and. Um, we're getting back on track here. Uh, you know, a ton of topics to cover. We're going to kind of switch things up a little bit as the NFL season kind of winds down. Um, some teams have been eliminated from the playoffs, so we're going to kind of skip over some of that garbage football that that has been on. Um, kind of cover a lot more of the, the higher-end games, you know, the playoff push for a lot of these teams. But um, as always, we're going to start with the NBA, and we're going to start with the Celts. Uh, who have just been rolling. So they went through a little bit of a tough stretch. Started with the Warriors, that West Coast trip. Uh, actually, excuse me, started with Phoenix, which they played well in. But um, they went to the Warriors, then proceeded to lose three out of, excuse me, two out of three. There on the West, came back home, lost back-to-back to the Magic. And then the Pacers um, ended up, you know, kind of winning three in a row. And have been looking much better recently, but still rolling, still number one in the East, number one in the league, probably number one in the power rankings now that I'm looking at NBA power rankings right here. Um, but the East is looking good and strong, and as we were just talking about before beforehand, um, there's a lot of teams that we're not really necessarily worried about, but that are up and coming. Um, so overall, kind of what's your thoughts over the past you know two, three weeks for the Celts? Um, well, I mean, good and bad. I mean... Um... We showed um, some resiliency and the maturity in how we were going to bounce back. We had a rough patch, obviously, right? So uh, we went out west. Um, we lost to the Warriors. So we lost to the Clippers. We got a win against the Lakers. We had two tough losses against Magic um, and then a tough loss again uh, against the Pacers before coming home and winning against the Timberwolves and getting back on track. Uh, but we followed up that with Christmas, you know, going against the second best team um, in all of basketball in the Bucks, and we dominated them. Um, it's been an adjustment getting Robert Williams back. We talked about, you know, what they were going to do and how they were going to look because we're an offensive juggernaut and not so good defensively. It seems like that momentum has now shifted um, since 
we got Robert Williams back. Um, I sent you something earlier today. They've been the most, uh, they have the best defensive rating in basketball since his return. Um, and I think, you know, the, he, he's going to get back uh, into the groove of, you know, uh, getting minutes and being in that lineup and figure out what those minutes are going to be. Um, but more importantly, I mean, you're not going to shoot the percentage we were consistently for 82 games so you're going to have lulls and how your team's going to respond from those lulls is very important especially with the new coaching staff and you know uh i think uh you know it shows a lot about this team and you know um the maturity that these you know um these stars have now and um i mean the jays are just unbelievable so i'm excited they're just awesome I mean, the the one takeaway I can say that since they've had Williams come back is a lot of the, the players' roles are now kind of taking shape. You can see where Grant Williams fits in. You can see where Brogdon fits in. You can see where, not that Williams wasn't here last year, but kind of like where his role actually is because he was starting certain games and that type of stuff. Um, Smart's been playing really good ball. Obviously, Tatum and Brown are both going to be all-stars in in, in 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 every in every game they're going to be the conversation for the best player on the court um but the the role players around them which i I think is really going to eventually define the team because i think as they got further uh, further and further along last year the more and more pressure got on tatum the more and more pressure got on brown and they got worn down as they got into the finals because they were shouldering so much of the load going into the net series and then um you know the Milwaukee series and so on and so forth like we talked about like they have a really tough road you know they they should hopefully keep the one seed and as a one or a two seed whatever they'll have an easier road this year but again if the the role players can be better than they were last year that makes it easier for Tatum and Brown to then have an off game and still win those games and that's where I feel like they haven't had a ton of those because either Tatum or Brown has had a really good game pretty much every single game outside of the you know, the Magic game and the Clippers game really were the two worst performances that they had. Um, so the, the 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 role players kind of carving out what their roles are going to actually be has been huge for me, especially getting Williams back. And, and their consistency is key too because, I mean, we talked about this on earlier pods, but Derek White was unbelievable. He also, like, during that lull, he was a lull. And it, it's wild when, you, when those guys that – were carving out a big role, you know, um, in the supplemental department kind of don't hit their mark. It just makes it a lot harder because yes, the Jays are going to do what they need to do, but it's, it's imperative that our bench and our role players do what they need to do. And, you know, uh, Grant Williams has been great as, as of late. And apparently Derek White, you know, had had, you know, a, a conversation with, I think it was Tatum, um, about like, you know, staying aggressive and staying confident because we need him, um, you know, uh, to, to play well. And, you know, obviously, um, Hauser's cooled off a little bit. So he was unbelievable at the start of the year, you know, uh, in all facets of, um, efficiency, but most importantly shooting, um, Grant Williams has still been pretty, um, steady, which is a good thing for us because, uh, him being able to shoot the way he does is a big and, you know, supplementing minutes for both, an aging Horford and then an injury prone slash coming back from injury, Robert mm-hmm. Williams. I think it's just good for us for longevity. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think, I think our supporting cast is heavily important. We talked about it before barring knock on wood, right. an injury. 
I mean, it's going to be hard to not only dethrone us for our number one seed, but beat us in a four-game series is just going to be tough. We went down the line before the pod began. and That's um, what I was just going to ask. Like, right, right, I mean, right now, we kind of know who Milwaukee is. Brooklyn's obviously on fire, but, again, I don't think either of us are. The Celts just really match up really, really well. Like, who do they have to worry about in the East right now? I think the Cavs. We talked about it. They're, lo- they're long, and obviously, and obviously, I mean, uh, granted, I think Milwaukee's just always going to be a force. Giannis is that good. And, you know, e- even though we rolled them on Christmas, uh, Middleton didn't play again. So, I mean, they are a different team when he does play. But he's aging and clearly exactly. is injury prone at this point, So, which is a good thing for us. Um, but, yeah, I would say those two teams are probably uh, our hardest competition. Yeah, I agree with Cleveland. I think Cleveland's just big. You know, Al- Allen and Mobley are huge. And their backcourt, the guard plays good. Yeah, with Garland and and um, Donovan Mitchell, it's got to be one of the best starting backcourts in the league. They're they're just really good, and they have some depth too. I don't think I mean I, I don't think anyone's as good as the Celtics, but I I think with Tatum and Brown, they just match up better than any other really any other one two in the league. Um, and then even in the West, we were we were touching on this off you know off pod, but I I, I don't even know who really matches up well with them in the West either outside of, for whatever reason, I just think Denver's scary because Jokic is such a phenomenon and kind of a freak. I don't really know how they would play him. It's, like it's, it's got to be still Golden State. You know, the, the issue is they're, they're, they're fighting for a playoff seed at this point, you know, but they just, they kind they kind of have our number. They're older. Yep, they, but they had our number. I mean, last time we played them, you know, uh, they showed their dominance again. Um, you know, Tatum didn't have a, a very good game against them. So, um, for whatever reason it is, you know, um, they have our number right now. But again, that was one game. You got to beat us four games. I just, it's going to be tough. And the Celts are going to probably have, again, pending this all plays out, they win, you know, 71% of their games for the season. They're the number one seed, they have home court. I mean, the Warriors right now are 3 and 16 away. So, like, That's they're 14 and 2 at home. Three and sixteen away. They're the worst away team in the league. Celtics are eleven and five away, fourteen and five at home. So like, the Celtics are both equally good on the road as they are at home, um, and they're just they're just like you said, they're heating up on defense too, which is a really really big problem because if Williams can fit back into the starting five, they're I mean they're not, obviously not as big as other teams, but they're. They're big enough with with Williams and and Horford and other Williams, so I I think they have, you know, a few good games coming up too. They what do they have the Clippers tomorrow night. That's a big game. They beat us. Yeah, they handled them pretty well when they played them. Yeah, so one thirteen ninety three. Yeah, so they I I think that was one of the worst games that the Celtics played all season. So it would be nice to see them kind of bounce, bounce back, back against them there. hopefully. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, still looking good, still. You know, onward and upward. Again, knock on wood, but I think their number one competition is health. Yeah, Robert Williams just—he's really is a big time difference maker for us. Like, he just—you know—as the White Mamba um, Scalabrini says, you know, when you know I watch him, he just does things at that position that other play, other people at the position just can't make. And, right. and it's like the little things. I mean, you know, uh, we we talked about you know, maybe a few weeks ago about a guy that gets no love in Sean Marion that, like, just did a lot of things off-filter. Like, they, they, they didn't set up plays for him. Robert Williams is kind of that person. Like, 
he is not asked of anything. He knows his role, but he just does all these little intangibles that you can't teach, and he's just a super freak at his height, and he's a problem. So we'll we'll cover them kind of moving forward. But again, I mean, we're all happy over here. It's all smiles. First place in the East, first place in the NBA. You know, healthy throughout. Hopefully, next time we're we're talking about you know some some early releases on the All Star games. Brown and Tatum, you know, we're both looking for what's Tatum second, Brown's first type of thing. Um, but they should both make it this year. I don't even think it's an argument at this point that Brown's an All Star and if somehow one way or another that he wasn't, it would be a joke. But I, I don't ever see that happening. He's averaging like 28 a game or something like that at this point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll cover them kind of moving forward. Um, hop over to a little bit of the NFL and, you know, catch up on some stuff that we missed over the past few weeks, you know, the, the previous week that was, including Christmas and, um, you know, the Thursday games as well. But... There's been a ton going on in the NFL. I mean, even just today with quarterbacks being benched and all sorts of wild stuff. Week 16, kind of a make-or-break week for some teams. Um, Patriots, unfortunately, being probably one of them who somehow can still make the playoffs, but which will cover their fiasco from a few weeks back as well. Um, you know, the Thursday night game, another kind of stinker of a game, but the Jets... You know, at home, looking to kind of take over, I guess, that second wild card or whatever they were in, put up an absolute stink bomb. Wilson got benched again. Uh, you would imagine this is probably the end of Wilson in New York. It might be the end of Wilson, period. I mean, he's he's terrible. I he mean, looked awful. He is... I actually... I don't want to say I feel bad for the Jets because I fucking hate the Jets, but, like, outside of him, they have a pretty good team, and... He just holds them back. He is so bad. I mean, it it was like painful to watch how bad it was. And, it, you know, even them having a good D, it just kind of shows how, how much Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars are rolling right now, who also playing for a playoff spot. So, you know, a uh, tale of two tapes right here. Like the Jets were trying to hang on to, you know, that wild card spot where the Jaguars are trying to gain uh, a wild card spot. So 19-3 end up finishing, and Trevor Lawrence is, you know, continuing um, his late surge right now, and uh, they look good. And Evan Ingram has now emerged as one of the better tight ends in the league, and, and ETN has kind of been continuing to do his thing on the ground, and their defense is horrendous. Um, obviously it makes it look a lot better when you go against a guy like Exactly, Wilson. But um, yeah, man. Um, interesting to see. What do you think? You think the Jags make the playoffs, or you think uh, they're out outside looking in? Uh, probably outside looking in. I mean, I'm rooting for them. I like them. I think Lawrence is up and coming for sure. Obviously, everyone. This is this is when they you know picked him number one. This is what everyone thought he was going to be, and you know what he's been over the past five, six games. Even the whole season's been had a good season. But it's just the the goddamn Jets are just like. A, <laughs> like a train wreck that no one can look away from um that was that was so horrible to watch but with that being said it was so awesome to watch you know uh fireman ed like just rained on and zach wilson throwing picks and just get it was it was actually kind of comical uh with that being said 
the Patriots are probably not much better at this point. Anyways, uh, I don't know if our quarterback situation is any better than the Jets, so I'm laughing, but in the inside, I'm actually crying because the Pats suck too. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll bring us to kind of Christmas Day, excuse me, Christmas Eve day was uh, was the Saturday day slate, and there was a ton of games on Saturday. I think there ended up being three on three on Sunday, one on Monday. But um, yeah, it started off with with the Patriots game. Another game that the Pats just kind of let slip away. Um, you know, the Bengals are good for sure. Patriots stepped up in the second half, though. I mean, their defense didn't let up a point. Offense finally kicked it into gear. Had the ball a few times coming down the field and, you know, couldn't close it out. Uh, they ended up losing 22-18. to 18. Mac Jones in the first half looked about as good as Zach Wilson did, although he didn't turn the ball over. And then in the second half, as we kind of talked shit about him in our group chat, he turned into Joe Namath in the Super Bowl and, you know, led them in two touchdown drives. Um, you know, granted the Jacoby Myers touchdown was kind of a joke on like a, a knocked around ball, but uh, I mean, they came back in the game. Uh, ultimately, they lost. They're seven and eight, kind of sitting on the outside looking in. You look at this loss, and then obviously the previous week's absolute fucking fiasco with Stevenson lateraling to Myers, who threw it across the field to Chandler Jones, pick six on a lateral which was one of the most absurd endings to a football game that anyone's ever seen, and not not only in New England, but pretty much ever, anywhere. Instead of being 9-6 and six with those two, where they easily could have won both those games, they're 7-8 and eight looking in. It is painful. Um, I mean, let's go back a week, because, uh, again, we've been off pod for a couple weeks. That last play two weeks ago was arguably the worst play I've ever witnessed in football, period. Whether it be peewee to professional football, it's just like, it'd be one thing you you know make that play because you're down and you're trying to win the game. Yeah. That's understandable. But they were tied. I mean, there was absolutely no reason that Ramondre shouldn't have just went down. You know, um, granted, uh, uh, definitely not taking any heat off uh, Jacoby Myers because he deserves all the heat that he gets. But it started with Ramondre. Why he didn't just go down is just beyond me. I don't understand it, you know. And he has had, he's had quite the season. Um, for him to make that play and then to throw it, uh, you know, uh, for Jacoby to try to throw it back to Mac and then Mac get absolutely manhandled by Chandler Jones. It was just, it was it was horrible. Uh, Which we then, have to touch on. Yeah, it, yeah, we we, we had people it. telling people arguing on Twitter and ESPN and whatever about how Mac Jones should have made a tackle on Chandler Jones. Stop it. Just get seek help. Yeah, like I mean that the, it, 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 there was no chance. Chandler Jones got to be top one percent of the one percent of athletes on the planet. Yeah, Mac Jones is freak. A, 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 Mac Jones a white dude from Alabama that. Can throw a football. Jalen Jones athletic. is like 6'8", 270 and runs like a 4'5", probably. I mean, like, His like, brother's it, the most dangerous man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he comes from the genes he comes from. You know what I'm saying? Like, come so, on, stop. Yeah, yeah, no, no chance. I mean, you, you put him up, you, you put him in no man's land and expect him to do something. The bottom line is, I still think it goes all back to Ramondre. And then going back to this game, you know, which, uh, which we're talking about, you know, like Nick said, I mean, 22-0 to zero at halftime, we claw and fight back in the game. 
can't even enjoy the Marcus Jones experience because this guy is freaking electric as shit and yep. is just amazing to watch. Because Ramondre, again, within the red zone, turns the ball over. Granted, you know, our, our buddy was talking, should there have been four progress? Should, you know, may, maybe, but the bottom line is you have to hold on to the goddamn ball, and he doesn't, and that turnover leads to our end. Uh, yep. uh, and and Bengals got to have, what, a top four or five offense in the league for the Patriots to keep them off the board completely. Until that like last their defense. Draft. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Judon isn't going to get Defensive Player of the Year, you know, consideration. Uh, maybe he does, but he, he'll be like a top five, top seven guy. He's been awesome, and he should be top three. That's the thing. Because of our record, he won't be. No, you know. Um, but but he is. I mean, who do you you know? In in my eyes, I'm putting Nick Bosa probably one, and then Parsons two, and then him. It's got to be. And you can even say him and Parsons are probably like two A and two B. I mean, I don't know how you don't give it to Bosa at this point, but um, I, I mean, regardless, he's that good. But because we have a losing record now, right. um, yeah, he's just not going to get it. And now. We thank God that we had a rabbit's foot in New England, you know, with the Jets losing and then Miami losing. We still now have, still going to, you know, Miami game this week, have a potential shot to make the wild card. But, um, I mean, be, even beyond, you know, the nonsense of blowing games with Ramondre the last two weeks, it's still going to go back to the play calling the body language, you know, from, you know, Mac Jones. I mean, what the heck? He had a good game. I mean, he ended up with 21 for 33, 240, two touchdowns. I granted that, like you said, the Jacoby Myers was a complete fluke play. But he had a ridiculous, like, 40-yard pass to Kendrick Bourne down the left sideline that, like, was a perfect pass. Like, you know, had a really good uh, touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne in the back of the end zone that, not very many quarterbacks could have made the throw. So he has these bright spots, you know, like, why, why? Like, I, you know, I, I feel like a broken record saying, like, why is this dude regressing? Like, but they need to make some changes. I've heard Bill O'Brien potentially come back and what what have you. And, I mean, you know, whatever, lot, man. Uh, you know, do something. Yeah, a lot of people saying zappy, zappy, zappy. I, at this point, like, just do something because, you know, this experiment that's happening is just not working. And I don't even know what you do about Marcus Jones because the dude's ridiculous on special teams and defense. But legitimately, he might be our best playmaker in the receiving game as well. It's just... Uh, he's dynamic. He, he's, he's ridiculous. He reminds me of um, the kid that played in Minnesota when we were younger. Who was, like, the Swiss Army Knife receiver for Minnesota yeah, running back? Um, Percy Harvin? Percy Harvin. Yeah. When he gets the ball, he reminds me of Percy Harvin, but he plays cornerback. Corner, yeah, right. And, and well. Right. So, like, he's very, very good. His um, balance and footwork is just insane. He had a couple moves down the side. Like, I thought, I'm like, oh, he's out. Oh, that was a sick move. And then all of a sudden, he's like, in the end zone. I'm like, yeah, cutting oh, back. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very dynamic. Yeah, so he's so sick. There, I mean, just looking at the playoffs, and we can, we'll, we'll move on from the pass in a sec, but looking at the playoffs, you know. Best case scenario, they beat Miami this week. Then they play Buffalo to end the season. I don't think they beat Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. With that being When's said, the last time we beat I believe they still control. If they win this game, they have the tiebreaker against the Dolphins, and, and the they Jets. have, and then they have it against the Jets. They have it against Tennessee and Pittsburgh with win percentage, I believe. Um, and then, so they they're in the seventh spot. If all goes well, they get the seventh spot. They go to Kansas City, wild card weekend. 
where they will be a 13 and a half point underdog and get absolutely waxed. So at this point, I'm like, I, I'm rooting for them to lose because I think making the playoffs makes no sense. And yeah. I and I love the Patriots and I don't want them to lose games. I just don't even know what they what what are we what are they setting themselves up for? Is to go to Kansas City? Yeah, you know, so and I, this is going to sound horrendous, but. I've been saying that from game one. I just right. I just knew that they weren't going to win the whole thing. So, like, the better they do, the worse our draft capital is. And and, and then the false hope that of what we actually could be or what we are, well, guess what? We're, we're a bottom half team. Uh, we're a middling, we, you know, middling team, which is a bad you know, spot um, in the NFL. You know, um, and, and really, it comes to all down offense. Our defense is top notch. Yep. You know, we don't need to make many adjustments there. You know, I'm really just hoping Gerard Mayo doesn't leave. He just had a presser that he's ready to be a head coach, and you know, um, he probably deserves to be. And I, I would hate to see him go. I loved him as a player, and he's been one hell of a, you know, a piece on our coaching staff for our defense. Um, so I don't want to see him go um, because I think he's a major part of why we are so good defensively. But at the same time, Bill is an off, I mean, a defensive genius. So even if he does, figure you know, out the I, I'm not worried about it. But we need to make some significant changes on offense. Um, what the guard in the first round of the draft this year didn't do it for you? Well, you know what? To be honest with you, I hated <laughs> the strange pick, but he actually has been a bright spot. He hasn't been I mean, terrible. He hasn't been terrible. He has not been terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what we would have got in his place, and who you know, and, and better yet. Max already been under fire, but it's not because of Cole Strange. Um, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We, I don't know. Our play calling is just heinous. We have no. Play, I, we still don't have any playmakers. I don't care what anyone says. You know, I, I, we're just bad. Yeah. Um. So we're. I don't know if we're we're rooting for the Patriots. We're rooting against the Patriots. <laughs> I'm not really sure what we're doing right now. But they don't. Uh, they don't. They don't. They just don't look good. I don't think I know. I don't either. Um, the next uh, the next game up on the slate here, we can kind of just cruise through this one. The Browns and the Saints, uh, which was in, I want to say it was in like negative 16 degree. Dude, there's snow on the field the whole time. There it was, was kids in the stands, which if you brought your child to whatever the name of the stadium is in Cleveland, it was negative 16. You should have your child taken from you and be by DCYF because the Brownies are horrendous, number one. Watson is a mess. Him not playing fo- football for two years it's was probably showing. a very under-talked-about topic where I don't know if he can just, like, get that back. This kind of coincides with the whole, like, guys that take time off, the Colin Kaepernick talk where, like, oh, Kaepernick sh- sh- should get another shot. But he hasn't played in five years, and this is what happens when you don't play for two and you're a, a top three quarterback in the league, top five, whatever we want to say Watson was. He was pretty damn good before. Um, I mean, him not playing football for two years is is just a mess. So Cleveland lost, the Saints won, and one takeaway from the Saints that Nick and I were just talking about off air, Taysom Hill is a top three tight end in fantasy, which is an abomination to the tight end position, but he's got 10 touchdowns on the season. Um, which has got to be, what did we say, was second behind Kelsey? Yeah, there's there's no denying you can't take that away from anybody. He's got know? 10 touchdowns. So, so, I mean, they all count as, I mean, I would assume they all count as six points in, and I know in your leagues. But. All Camara owners fucking hate that, you know, um, me being one of them. But it just shows how versatile they're. And it also shows we talked about, you know, for the Saints, and, you know, uh, 
we we talk about we're just as football fans we do want to you know uh, take light on the potential playoff picture but also like what these teams will shape up for next year and you know um, we talked about potential movement of quarterbacks and like you know if if a good quarterback was to say to go to the Saints you know they you know they have a pretty good offense they have a pretty good defense you know Sean Payton's talking about getting a coaching staff back is he you know trying to go back to the Saints which in my eyes, I probably think that they would welcome him back right in because they he won them, you know, uh, a Super Bowl. Um, but the bottom line is, is you know, that's something to take home. You know, uh, Taysom Hill is a Swiss Army knife. He's really good. And and Sean Watson looked like shit. 15 yep. for 31, 135, an interception. Granted, the conditions are bad, but he has looked worse than Brissett. I mean, the, the, the Russell Wilson con- contract is a joke. But Watson's contract is bigger and fully guaranteed, and there's no out for five years. So <laughs> if this dude doesn't work out for whatever reason, and granted, it's been, what, four or five games or something like that, but he's been really bad for those four or five games. If next year he doesn't look better, I don't know what they're they're literally screwed because they also gave up, like, three first-round pick for him. Yeah, I was going to say, they gave up so, picks for him, too. So. Um, next game on the slate was the Seahawks and the Chiefs. Uh, this game kind of went, I, I think, the way that everyone thought it was going to be. The Chiefs are at home. They're pretty much a juggernaut at home. 24-10, to 10, Kansas City. Um, Gino got banged up a little bit in this game. He was out. He was in. Uh, Lockett's kind of banged up as well. So, I mean, I didn't He didn't really... play. So, that's that, that that's the key. I mean, yeah. Lockett not being able to play. I mean, Seahawks are, are vying for that. Another team that's vying for a, a wild card spot. But, I mean, Gino's been doing... The unthinkable all year, um, and he deserves all the credit in the world. And Walker is really good. Um, yep. You know, uh, might just be too much. But I, I, I think, yeah, I just think they're they've already overachieved in my eyes. Uh, it feels like the, the wheels are just coming off, and you know, Kansas City is just warming up for again. They're gonna have to go to Buffalo if all plays out the way that it is. They're gonna have to go to Buffalo, AFC Championship game. You know, Cincinnati might have something to say about that, but to be determined and that's what they're you know that's what they're tuning up for they're just trying to get there healthy with Mahomes Kelsey I'll tell you McKinnon has been a resurgence for them because it gives them that pass catching kind of dynamic player that I don't know if they've had uh Hardman was supposed to play he didn't end up playing which again they're just easing people back but they're gonna get Hardman back for the playoffs which is going to be a, a boost to them Sky Moore has been getting some touches um Kelsey's going to Kelsey. You know, he looked good in this game, too. Six for 113. So, I mean, they're just tuning up for the playoffs. And Kadaris Tony came back and then he had a touchdown. So, I mean, granted, the dude's fragile as hell, but he's super athletic. And when you have, you know, a a, a coach like, you know, Casey has, uh, he'll find, you know, when he plays, he produces. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, He'll, he'll find ways to, to get him involved. But McKinnon, I think, you know, behind Kelsey has been their guy that's really, like you just said, you know, um, kept them shining, especially yeah. in the red zone. I, maybe not, you know, Pacheco has been pretty good in the rest of the field, yep. you know, running the ball. But when it comes down to the red zone, he comes right out. McKinnon comes in, and he's been arguably the top target yeah. uh, in the red zone. So. Um. Uh, NFC game, which was kind of a big one for the Giants, probably put them, I don't know if the Giants are still in the playoffs or not, but uh, Giants at the Vikings. 
a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, the Vikings with 17 in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Giants put up a bigger fight than I thought that they were going to in this game. But again, Vikings squeak out kind of another weird game. But uh, they win by three. They're 12-3, and three, kind of sitting atop of the NFC North. Um, I mean, another team is just kind of like tuning up for the playoffs at this point. Cousins playing really, really well. I think if Cousins wasn't named Kirk Cousins, if he was named, you know, I don't know, Justin Fields or someone else that, that you know, people look at and think that he's a great quarterback, he'd be in the MVP conversation. He's got 12 wins. He's fourth in the league in touchdowns, fourth in yards. Um, he, he doesn't even get brought up in the MVP conversation. It's just Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, and that's it. Um, Cousins has been just as good, if not better, than some of these guys. And they just they just keep churning out wins. Yeah, um, a couple take-homes for me is one is I actually thought the Giants were going to get steamrolled in this game. Me too. Um, and they st- stuck around, you know, for the majority of the game. Shout out to Isaiah Hodgins. I mean, this dude just came out of fucking nowhere. Never even And uh, he had a really good game, and he was like a go-to cut target for Daniel Jones all game, and he kept making plays. And I was getting pissed because I'm like, why are you not giving it to Saquon more? Which I think they should have, uh, but, you know, Minnesota's pasty is, is, is where their Achilles heel is. So um, that's what they were trying to exploit. So kudos to the New York's coaching staff for trying to exploit that with Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins. And they almost got it done. I mean, um, a 61-yard field goal to, to win the game. I mean, kudos to that dude for having the leg to, to kick it. Um, but my take home from Minnesota is them getting TJ Hawkinson. We talked about this off the air. I mean, he's just been the difference maker. I mean, the second, like, you know, they, they need, you know, they need receptions, they need touchdowns, they need those plays. Granted, Justin Jefferson's going to Justin Jefferson. The dude is arguably the best. Hawkinson's um, like that safety blanket. Yeah, he is. And and he's, I mean, 16 targets again in this game. He tied Justin Jefferson and he had more receptions, 13 for 109 and two touchdowns. So he's just, you know, and you still have Cook and Madison in the backfield. So, their offense is going to turn, and um, I'm not a huge Minnesota fan. Um, I I always I, I think more they're a pretender than a contender in my eyes. But there's no denying their record of you know 12 and three, and yep. they keep getting W's. Eight so, and one at home too, yeah, which is I, a big thing because they're going to probably host the game, you know, the wild card weekend, and who knows how that all pans out. Like maybe they get another home game out of it. They're tough to beat in Minnesota. And they keep, sure. they find ways to win. Period. I mean, there's no denying it. So kudos to all, you know, Joseph for the kick, you know, uh them, you know, their upper office for, you know, uh getting Hawkinson in there and then obviously, you know, we talked about it, uh, Cousins and Jefferson doing what they do. Um so to the team that traded Hawkinson, uh, the Lions, which I th- I think the Lions just kind of Blue, not that they had a, a humongous chance to get in anyways, but uh, with some of the games that they lost earlier in the season. But they played with the Panthers. And I, I heard Goff talking about the field and how the field was a disaster and all that stuff, but um, their defense is a disaster is what it is. Their defense has got to be one of the worst in the league, if not the worst. Their offense is really good. I mean, they only put up 23 in this game, but their offense is really good. It's just their defense can't keep them in the games. And if they played... You know, three-quarter games, they would probably have won, like, ten of them. Um, but the Panthers, somehow, some way, they trade McCaffrey. 
they they have injuries all over the place. I think they they fired Rule what week four or whatever it was. They they turned to Dante Foreman. He's a monster. Chuba Hubbard's a monster. Like Sam Darnold comes out of the the womb from wherever he was. He's playing well. Like I don't know what's up with the Panthers, but I'm, I don't even know if they're they're out of the division because their division's so terrible and they're six and nine. I have no. They might even be able to win the division somehow, some way. I'm not sure, but they look better than. I mean, I thought they were dead. Think about it. So it started with that win over Tampa Bay, at, you know, when when that trade happened, right? When McCaffrey right. and we we're like, oh, they're dead in the water. But again, if they have resili- uh, resiliency. I mean, this is a team. I kind of like root for them. I mean, um, Sam Donald. You know, coming, like back, come, coming back from the dead. Talk about a dude coming back from the dead. And he's been playing really well. Um, he even had a Russian touchdown this past game. I mean, and then that two-headed monster of Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard is something It's something to be – I mean, granted, playing against Detroit Lions. But they've been kind of consistently doing it. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, Dante Foreman, 21 for 165 in a TD. And then Chuba Hubbard, 12 carries for 125 in a TD. Both having huge big runs in this game. Dante Foreman having a 38-yard run and Chubba Hubbard having a 35-yard run. But I feel like they were getting chunk yards at the I chunk. I their averages. And, and, and then Raheem Blackshear comes in and actually siphons a touchdown from them. As a team, they rushed for 320 yards at 7.4 yards a carry and had three touchdowns. One of which was from San Darwin, which is actually a pretty fucking good play. Um, and then he's got DJ Moore back in in business. I mean, the dude was dead, yep. uh, dead to rights. So a guy that a lot of you know fantasy owners were very high on. Toast. Um, and it sucked for the Detroit Lions because I actually kind of was rooting for them. They they were kind of on a they were on a sick run, like a four game winning streak. They needed this game to try to you know get a wild card spot. You know, DJ Chark is finally coming back healthy. He made some hell of a Big ass catches this game, um, dude. Golf's been, but golf, their 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 defense can't stop. Season long, golf's been good. Twenty, 20 very good. Twenty seven touchdowns, seven picks on the season. He's gonna end up with, you know, forty five hundred yards, thirty thirty touchdowns, and less than ten picks. Like that is not that's not. I know we're in a pass happy league. That's not bad. I don't think golf is their problem. I think they can roll with him. I don't know if he's a free agent or if he is the following year or whatever. But I, I mean, he's. I don't think he's the problem. And since St. Brown got healthy, he's looked every bit of the number one that they thought he was going to be. Um, I would assume they have some pieces that they can, they can, um, uh, you know, trade. Uh, excuse me, draft when uh, when they traded Stafford. Jesus, I just had a brain fart. Uh, they have to have gotten what one or two first rounders. I think some. They had to get something for Hawkinson too. So I mean, they, 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 you, you. I think they got a second for Hawkinson, and they had to get one or two first rounders for Stafford when they traded him. So they have to have some draft capital coming up, and I just feel like they should spend it all on defense. Yeah, well, hundred. I, I was gonna say I couldn't agree more. I mean, so, so a couple of things. So you have. Think if you break it down by skill position, Goff. I mean, he took the Rams to a Super Bowl. I mean, right. the dude's super underappreciated. He's like. A poor man's Kirk Cousins in my eyes. I mean, you know, uh, just another guy that just continues to actually play pretty well and just gets completely disrespected time in and time out, right? But at the running back position, granted, Swift is made of glass, but dude's super talented. And then Jamal Williams, for the majority of this year, led the league in touchdowns. Um, I think he just got surpassed. Uh, but 
bottom line, I think he's top five in touchdowns on the ground, right? Yep. And then you have St. Brown, who, I mean, you can make an argument. He's probably a top 10 guy in the league. Um, DJ Chark's finally healthy. When he was healthy for the Jaguars a few years ago, he was really electric. Yeah, he was awesome. And I still think that Jamison Williams was the best receiver coming out of this year's draft, and granted, he was coming back from an injury. Um, so he needs to get implemented into the offense, but that one, two, three punch is good. And Shane Zilstra, don't even know who this dude was, but he had three touchdowns in this game. So they get rid of Hawkinson, and this new tight end has three touchdowns in this game. So um, granted, if you have time in the offseason, I would just pay would try to get free agents on defense, and I would try to draft defense only. Um, so the next game up on this slate was Ravens and Falcons. I think the Ravens have to be the worst 10-win team, uh, 10 win team in league history because I they don't suck. know what they're good at or what they're – outside of their defense, the defense is not bad. But they've played shit-bum team after shit-bum team after shit-bum team, or at least shit-bum offenses that they've played consistently – uh, they won again, seventeen to nine. Uh, they they run the ball, I guess. Okay, I don't know what else to say outside of that. Uh, Snoop Hundley's not the guy for them. They need Lamar Jackson back. Um, they they ended up with one hundred and eighty four on the ground, five and a half average, which is not bad at all. Dobbins and Edwards kind of splitting splitting carries, which I think they're just doing to keep Dobbins' knee intact, but. Yeah, I mean, Andrews kind of fell off the planet. Even with Lamar, he wasn't doing well. So I'm not really sure what's up at Baltimore. I think they're going to be kind of a one-and-done team going into the playoffs. And then Atlanta threw in the towel, you know, years ago. Ritter, he looks okay. Um, I mean, he didn't turn the ball over, as far as I know, unless he had a fumble. Uh, He had a fumble, but it was recovered. So, uh, no, no turnovers, which isn't terrible. They run the ball. They're throwing the ball more with Ritter, which I thought he was kind of like a semi-running quarterback, but he's not running as much as um, Mariota was. So I'm not really sure what their offensive identity is. All I know is London and Algier are probably their two best players right now outside of, depends on what happens with Kyle Pitts. Um, the parts are there. Do they have a quarterback? That, 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 that was just what I was going to say. I mean, as far as like young talent, I mean... They got him. Algier, London, Pitts, Ritter, maybe. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, even even on defense, they. Uh, I mean, at least their uh, secondary was you know pretty good. They got banged up and then they went downhill in a hurry. But um, they have some pieces. I mean, um, it's just definitely not this season. Um, no. But yeah, I think the Ravens are talk about. Are you a pretender or a contender? I I don't think they're going anywhere. No, they're definitely going to be one and done. Um, another team I think is eventually going to be one and done. 100%. The Titans yes. are um, sitting everyone for tomorrow night's game against Dallas. Like, I'm talking everyone is sitting for them. They're throwing in the towel there, and then they're going all in on Week 18 to win the division. Uh, I think they are they have a shot to, to still... Um... Why, is Henry not playing this week? No. Really? Yeah, he's they declared him out today. They declared, like, eight guys out today. As Nick goes directly to his phone to look at fantasy. I am. Um, Tennessee lost to Houston, which is an absolute disaster. Of the game, Malik Willis ain't that guy. I can tell you that much. So I don't know what they plan to do with him moving forward, but he is not that guy. Um, Derrick Henry is that guy. He just can't do everything himself. He ended up with 126 and a touchdown, killing Houston like he typically does. But 
not not much from the offense outside of outside of him. Um, Houston, on the other hand, again, I don't know what what really Houston's doing. <laughs> Mills <laughs> Mills isn't young, so I, I don't know what they're interchanging quarterbacks. Man. I don't know what they're doing with him. Jeff Driscoll is humongous, and he's listed as a tight end, which doesn't play tight end, but he had a catch in this game. And he ran the ball, and he threw the ball. He's humongous, so good for him. But they also, like from a running back perspective, they run Royce Freeman 16 times. Royce Freeman's, I mean, he's got to be on the wrong side of 30, if I were to guess, or at least close to 30. I could be off. Philip Dorsett is their leading receiver. I don't know what they're doing, but, uh, yeah, Houston's, you know, again, going to be the number one pick in the draft. So I would assume they address that with quarterback. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter because their team sucks. Besides, their defense has been decent. Um, moving on to the 49ers and the Commanders. Uh, 49ers waxed the Commanders again. Uh, 37-20. to 20. Commanders are, interestingly enough, benching Heineke, excuse me, Heineke and moving back to Carson Wentz. So... I don't know what this means for, I guess, like Heineke moving forward. I don't think he's been really the reason that they've been losing. I thought Heineke kind of kept the team afloat, to be honest with you, and brought him back in some certain games. But, uh, I mean, they're just outclassed by San Francisco. San Francisco's D was just running ramshot on both of the quarterbacks. Um, They hit them a bunch. I don't think they had a ton of sacks. But um, Wentz came back in, looked okay, played okay. Um, They're... Regardless, even if they were to somehow get into the playoffs, they're not going anywhere. Um, and San Francisco is just teeing up another, uh, you know, postseason run. They're going to be rolling with Purdy, and he looked pretty good again. He's just really good. I mean, talk about so a couple things I want to talk about. Number one, I don't like that they they benched Heineke. Um, I don't understand. Uh, I, I I just I guess you know he, in that game he, he had two touchdowns and an interception. Like I don't think he was the problem and the players love him and then they bench him i i just i you know as a team that's on the cusp of trying to make the, a playoff berth i just don't think it sends the right message to your players so like what the heck um Wentz, two, hasn't, Wentz hasn't played in what a month and a half and he's fourth in the league in interceptions still so I, that that just to me is like Wentz is not the answer. No, I just don't. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. I I, you know, I don't. I don't know long term if Heineke is either. I think if I'm this team, I'm trying to go out and get that you know franchise quarterback because mm-hmm. uh, they have talk about people that have the pieces. They have, and that's why I want to get to next. Johan Dotson, wow, they definitely struggle with this kid. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Um, granted, McLaurin's. Really good as well, um, and Samuel's pretty sticking good too. Um, but Johan Dotson, I don't know something about that kid. I mean, I just I like how, I like his footwork. He has good hands. He's just a good player. Scores touchdowns um, constantly. He he's he is the eye for the end zone. He seems to. In the beginning of the year, he was averaging a touchdown a game, like every game, and yep. then he got injured. And since he's been back, I I feel like he's been in the end zone constantly. Um, so he he's pretty good. On the flip side, Brock Purdy. I mean. I talked about this with a, a buddy in a dynasty league. Like, what are they going to do next year? I mean, um, they got three quarterbacks on their roster, one of which they traded the world for. Um, and now they got their, you know, um, Tom Brady-esque last player in the draft. 
and he's looked really, really good. If they go out, and granted, we're going to talk about, you know, power rankings and all these things, and, you know, right now, San Fran, in my eyes, is the team to beat. I think they win the whole thing. And if they do, and Brock Purdy is your quarterback, they're just going to bench this guy next year? Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, so it, it's going to be uh, very interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, but the 49ers, if, you know, barring injury on their defensive side, if they stay healthy, they're going to be a problem. Um, again, one of the problems that I was I was talking about when we were talking about kind of the, the, the lineup of where they're at. First off, Washington's in the seventh spot, which is bananas. So they're in the playoffs still currently, and they're switching quarterbacks, which makes no sense. No sense. Um, the one thing I do think is going to be interesting is if everything aligns the way it does right now, San Francisco would have to go to Minnesota. Minnesota's 8-1 and one at home. That's going to be a hell of a game. Minnesota's defense is not that good. So that would be probably, the, I think, the difference in that game. I think San Fran might be favored in a weird way. I think they might be favored if they went there. But... That would be a heck of a game. That'd be one of the better, probably one of the better matchups on the NFC side, if um, if that could all line up that way. Um, I know a lot's going to come down to what happens with the Eagles and the Cowboys and all that shit. But yeah, that that I there again. If Minnesota doesn't win, they're going to host them. So um, the 49ers are seven and one at home, which means they're four and three on the road. So. We'll see. We'll see what Purdy's made of when when he goes to uh, you know Minnesota. If that all kind of aligns Kansas, that way, right. yeah. Um, game of the week. Yeah, this game was awesome. So Christmas Eve, probably sitting down to dinner or whatever everyone was doing at that point, opening presents or visiting family. Uh, this game was probably on the TV. Eagles at the Cowboys. I think it drew like twenty-seven million viewers or something like that as it, it should have insane uh Minshew filling in for Hertz looked Minshew magic yeah looked awesome uh the Cowboys D it didn't matter that they were non-existent they put up 40 points on offense they've had the best offense in football since Dak has come back I think they're averaging like 33 a game since Dak is back and since Dak has come back CD Lamb is arguably the best offensive player in the league too um Dallas is peaking at a really good time. Philly, I don't, I can't say they lost a step because their quarterback got hurt, but their defense has something happened with their defense because their defense didn't show up the way it had been. Um, now with two losses on the season, again, this was the game that everyone was pointing to, kind of like the Celtics and the Bucks on Christmas Day. You know, it's going to be like that litmus test. Um, this was the test for Philly, and yeah, they lost, but also they gave up 40 while they did it. Uh, I think that's my huge takeaway is their offense put up 34, yes, but their defense gave up 40, and there was no one missing on their defense. So so I'm going to say I understand, and I'm going to say yes, but Sweat also had an interception to touchdown in this game, right? So their defense had a touchdown, right? Sweat has been nasty. Um, but two things. I'm going to say two names. Miles Sanders and... T.Y. Hilton. Those are the. I think those two guys made this game, made or broke this game, because Miles Sanders having that fumble was gigantic, right? Yeah. So that turnover was huge. Dude like he was and then on the field. that 52-yard catch by T.Y. Hilton on third down was ridiculous. That yeah. like those two plays. If those two plays don't happen, I think this game 
Philly wins, and then you're talking about, you know, we talked about Hurts being the MVP. It was Minshew that almost had 400 yards in this game. Uh, granted, he did have two picks, but, I mean, you're going against, arguably, I, I would say the Dallas is a top three defense in the league. So you're going against a, a juggernaut. Um, so that that was my takeaway on the game. I agree, you know, granted Philly's supposed to be a good D, but you, you can say the same about Dallas won, but... You know, they're supposed to be the best defense, and they let up 34. Yeah. Uh, and if Sanders doesn't fumble, you know, maybe they they put up, you know, more points. Um, a couple things I will say uh, also is Devonta Smith is really fucking good at football. Yeah. He had some acrobatic, insane catches. A.J. Brown does A.J. Brown things. And that touchdown where C.D. Lamb puts his – chain back in his thing and then shook the dude out of his boots for a touchdown was absolutely filthy it was so nonchalant like he was he's so his confidence is so high right now um which like you just said they're peaking at the right time i don't even think smith is open half the time i really don't he's just like contested catches and he's not even like big where he's like a dk or aj brown where he's making like these 50 50 he makes these 50 50 catches he looks like he's what did, I don't even know how I would love to see how big he is actually now I gotta figure out exactly what his size you is. looked that up that catch on the sideline where he toe tap was ridiculous but the catch over the middle where he looked like he had springs go go gadget springs on he's his feet he's listed at 170 pounds <laughs> he jumped so high he's just really good. The only thing I didn't like, you know, is stealing out of the Salvation Army bucket. Not a good look for him um, for a touchdown <laughs> celebration. But other than that, he's been real good. He's probably scum. But hundred <laughs> to be 170 pounds and, and be dominating in the NFL is actually kind of crazy. Um, the game of uh, the later on that night was the Steelers and the Raiders. Uh, not a ton to take away kind of on this game. Uh, the Steelers end up winning. The kid, keep their somewhat playoff hopes alive. Uh, the Raiders are knocked out now at this point, and then today are benching Derek Carr, and Carr's taking some time away from the team as well, which I'm assuming is you know going to be the end of him in Vegas, and probably the same with Josh Jacobs. I don't think Jacobs is going back at all, which I don't know if anyone heard his uh, you know, kind of take after the game. They asked him about it, and he was all pissed off, and he said he shows up every day, does his job, and he's sick and tired of not understanding why they're losing and all this stuff. Um, so I would assume that neither one of them is going to be back. Uh, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, uh, the one thing I could say is Pittsburgh's defense has been pretty Since decent all back. year. Yeah, I mean, him and Fitzpatrick yep. are about as good as a 1-2 on defense as you can find. And... They're still they're in the hunt. They're in the hunt. They and have, Harris has come back to life. Yeah, they they have they have some pieces. So I don't know if Kenny Pickett's the guy or he isn't. I would assume they go in with him next year as their guy. But you know, Najee's I'm not Najee's biggest fan anymore. I kind of was a Najee fanboy when he came out. Not so much anymore, but he has been better as the season's gone on. Um, and I mean, like I said, Pittsburgh can kind of hang their hat on defense. You know, figure out a little bit of their offensive line. They can, you know, kind of be right back in the uh, the AFC AFC um, uh, divisional race. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. Fuck Derek Carr. Um, he almost cost me uh, a semifinal. I mean, the dude, just so hot, cold. It's insane. I'm just, cr- it's crazy to me how bad the Rays are this year. I actually thought they were going to be something. Um, you know, uh, you know, getting 
arguably I think a lot of people did the best receiver in the league um, at at the time you know to come over um, in Devontae Adams and he's I, I don't understand. I, I, you know, you get an offensive coordinator as a head coach, so you would think that they would be better offensively. Darren Waller, Renfro. Renfro's almost been an enigma this whole year. Granted, he had a touchdown in the first quarter. Other than that, he hasn't done anything. Darren Waller, I don't know if he's using again or if he's injured. He's been he's been fucking awful. Um, Josh Jacobs in a career year. He played the very first preseason game. We thought, you know, that was it for him. It was going to be uh, a white, right. uh, Zemir White show. But he ended up being a top three running back in the league. Their defense can't stop that nosebleed. They're just a disaster. And on the flip side, Pittsburgh started out as a disaster. I thought you could arguably say that they were a bottom three team in the league. Najee Harris was terrible and you know they lost a fanboy in Minocchio with him but again I still think this is offensive line thing I think if you know they get their normal offensive line back without injury I think Najee is better and the whole team as a whole will be better uh I'm glad that Pickett's getting all the reps now and they're not trying to figure out who the quarterback is for the Steelers you know it's going to be Pickett and now Pickens is I mean we talked about I think the last podcast he called out his team He's super talented. Deontay, uh, Deontay Johnson is, is still really good. And Pat Fryermuth is a top seven tight end in the league. So, um, I mean, they have pieces. Their defense, like you said, they have arguably, I don't know, you could probably argue they might have a, a top five one-two punch as far as, you know, uh, Fitzpatrick and, and Watt. So, um, I mean, uh We'll see. We'll we'll see if they get a last playoff spot. Even if they do, they're not going far. Um, but no. cool to see that they they fought back and they're in the they're in the hunt. Um, one one thing on the Steelers too. Tomlin's never had a losing record, and they're seven and eight right now. So if they win their last two, then Tomlin keeps that never having a losing record, which is just pretty pretty cool. Insane to kind of think of. Belichick has, um, and I can blame Cam Newton for that. So, shout out Cam Newton. Um, on to Christmas Day. The, the, I don't know when they made the schedule, what this all was going to look like, like Packers and Dolphins and Broncos and Rams and all that stuff. They couldn't have picked six worst teams for me to watch on Christmas Day, just from, from a sheer like viewership perspective. Um, Packers at the Dolphins, tale of two halves, and this, you know, whatever you want to say about Tua and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> the replay of him getting his head banging off the the field again. So, like, again, take this for, for what it's worth. Like, I can't stand the Dolphins. I, I'm a Patriots fan. I, 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 don't, I feel bad for Tua. I feel bad for the Dolphins fans at this point. But also, Tua bangs his head off the, the ground. No one sees that. Like there's there's doctors that are paid to watch this stuff, right? There's, Did anyone on-field. see his play after that? Right. Then in the second half, he comes out and throws what three interceptions? He, he was. That's awful. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like he not only like, that, and I think I texted this. Like he looked like he was on another planet. Yeah. He fucking was. His brain is mush. What like he can't? What doctor in their right mind right now is going to clear him for football again this year? Like, and, and I don't even say like moving forward. Like. The best case scenario is they don't make the playoffs this year, and he gets to like rest up. And I'm not sure what they do with him moving forward. I don't know if he's a long term guy or not. Like he, but when he's upright and healthy, he's really good. Right. But he's had three concussions in 
two and a half months. And one of them was so bad. It's just he went to the hospital on a on a backboard. He looked. He was putting up gang signals on the fucking field. So I mean, <laughs> it's just not. It's not I good. Mean, it's a laugh. It's just like what what are we doing? But here? dude's health is paramount, right? I mean, in the league quote-unquote, tries to say that that's the case, then he shouldn't have played in the second half. And, you know, granted, we talked about this, you know, off here, like the Dolphins are ridiculous in the month of December, and they are they are fighting, you know, uh, to stay alive in the playoff hunt. Um, but let's be honest, the Packers, he's not that good. And, no. you know, uh, he, made them look, he made them look good. And it yep. was because the dude was, you know, not rolling with the full deck, yeah. I so just, it's just unbelievable. I mean, what did he have in the second half? Fifty yards and three in to- three interceptions. He was so, awful. I, I, every time I came back in to to watch the game, my father-in-law was like, he just threw another pick. I'm and like, he's throwing him right to play. It was like, really what? weird. I'm like, and what again, is going I, on? I even said it. It looked fixed, right? Right. And then it comes out after the fact that he has a concussion. So, anyways, I'm I'm not gonna harp on all on Miami. Green Bay is still alive. Um, they host Minnesota this week. Which they are actually favored. They're three and a half point favorites hosting Minnesota. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota all yeah. day well, because I don't buy into Green Bay at all, and I don't care whatever happened. If Tua's head didn't bounce off the field, they wouldn't have lost this game or anything. Also, I do want to. I mean, this is this is from an eye test, and this is me as a football fan watching. So. Green Bay is a different team when Christian Watson plays. Like since he since, since he came in and found his way, uh, I should say, he has been like a go-to player. And he, like you just said, he's a game changer, right? So he goes out with a hip injury, doesn't play in the second half. I don't think Green Bay wins this game if Tua isn't on Pluto. You know, um, because they were trying to go to Lazard, but. Miami knew they were trying to go to Lazard. Um, so it ended up being, you know, the running back duo. Um, but outside of, of of that, I mean, you know, Rodgers had a, a pretty good touchdown to Mercedes Lewis, which was just like a, a fluke play, uh, I would think. You know, no one thought that fucking Mercedes Lewis was pretty much Mercedes been a— Mercedes Lewis was he, still in the he, league. Yeah, he's been a—because he's been a glorified offensive lineman for them the whole year. So they didn't think that he even went out for passes anymore. So granted, but it was just— their offensive looked completely different in the second half when Watson did not play, and and that that's my take. So, and like we, you just said, like going into Minnesota and now their favorite, I agree. If if, if we're gonna go to your betting segment at the end of the, I would definitely bet you know Minnesota in that game, and it's because I don't think Watson's playing. So if he doesn't play, yeah, I don't think they have a fucking and, chance. And, and those picks that two has thrown, a lot of them were on his side of the field. Green Bay put up thirteen points. Right, exactly. In the second That's what I'm half, saying. You know? they, so like, they, they were, they were exactly like, like they blew them out. Right, correct. And it weren't like they were, you know, after the pick that the team had to go 60, 70 odds. Right. They had to go under 50 a majority of them, and they couldn't, they still couldn't capitalize. Yeah, they, they, they didn't look that great. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not buying into the Packers at all. Um, I'm just not. So. And the worst part is that was the best of the three games. Yeah. On Christmas. I agree. Um, Next game, the Broncos-Rams game was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not even the type of guy. I'll watch a, a, a Minnesota Timberwolves-Utah Jazz game at midnight on you know NBA TV because I'm just that type of sports guy. I couldn't watch this game because I, I want to vomit when I watch Russell Wilson play football. I hate Russell Wilson. I can't, I can't, like, it was like, 
it became like it was funny at first with the plane thing and this thing and that thing. I hate it. But now it's like, holy shit, this dude is fucking terrible. Yeah. Then they capture him on the sideline talking to his players with a, <laughs> behind a football. And it's like, this guy just can't stop getting off the meme bus. Like, this and, dude is a clown. And like, that's, that's, that, that, too, with him talking into the football just goes to show you that he... Thinks. He thinks about like what he's doing. He thinks, okay, there's cameras around, so I'm going to cover my mouth. That's what he's thinking about. Whereas, just take Tom Brady, because obviously Brady, you know, we, we think Brady's perfect in everything that he's done. But like Brady goes over to talk to his offensive line. He stands up like a man and fucking screams at them. Yeah. Or he talks to them. Or he has a conversation. He doesn't care if there's a camera on him. Or he's looking like he's going to fucking kill 13 people with his head down on the sideline by himself because he knows he fucked up and he's like, put me back in the game. Is also, not only is he the worst quarterback in the league this season. I I don't know if he's in the worst quarterback in the league, but he's pretty close to the worst quarterback in the league. He's got to be the worst person in the league. Correct. absolutely hate Russell Wilson. I feel like it's like a... It's like oozing into this team. Yeah. Because they all hate Well, you think about it. Like in the first half of the year, we were like, ah, they they stay around and they just they make they muddy the game because the defense is actually still good. It's like now going on to the de- they put up fifty. The opposing team put up fifty one points. Oh wait, not just the opposing team pe- coming back from the dead. Cam Akers put up three touchdowns and 118 yards, and Baker Mayfield puts up fucking two touchdowns, zero interception, 230 yards with 124 pass rating. Two dudes that legitimately almost got, well, did get pretty much cut, pretty much. You know, they they benched Cam Akers, and they didn't know if he was ever going to come back to the team, and Baker Mayfield did get cut. Yeah, they put up 51 know. points. Um, it was so. it was just such an ugly game, and I I honestly I just I just hate Russell Wilson. That's all I can say. But I I absolutely fucking hate Russell Wilson. He, um, he should he he should get. I don't know cut. what they're gonna do. Hackett got fired, <laughs> and now they're stuck with Russell Wilson. Who's gonna want to go coach, coach Russell Wilson? I don't I don't even know. You know Judy Sutton and um, uh, uh, the other one Hamlin. Hamlin, yeah. They they hate him. You know they hate him. You know Latavius Murray probably hates him. His offensive line fucking hates him. His defense definitely fucking hates him. Dude, they they had a... I mean, I don't even... Obviously, it was a blowout, but it was like a third down play maybe before this thing got completely out of control. Where the receivers... It was Cortland. It was Cortland Sutton. He was wide open. Yeah. He was just... He was like a yard past the first down. Like... he he was doing jumping jacks, yep. and Russell Wilson didn't even see him and no. throws in a, a thousand people and it just it was awful, like awful, just awful. I mean, the only thing they have going for them is that their offense outside of Russell Wilson between Judy Sutton and um, Dolchich, like they have something there because those three guys can all ball. Yeah, um, Wilson told them the back for sure, and that they have a defense. Again, another that. team that should be way better than they no are. No idea what they have there. Um, the the Christmas night game, the Bucks at the Cardinals, just another absolutely disgusting game. For some reason, Tom Brady just waits until four and a half minutes left in the game, five minutes, whatever it is, to start slinging. Um, it ended up going to overtime. The Bucks win 19-16. to The Cardinals were playing players that 
I mean, would it make rosters earlier in the season? Uh, Andy Lee threw a pass. Trace McSorley. I mean, Trace McSorley. Trace Trace McSorley. Shout out Penn State. Jerry Sandusky. Diddle you. Like McSorley. And and Tampa won. So granted, yeah, they won. But they won by three. Um, I mean, Arizona should have put the game away. Dude, I didn't. It's crazy. So the top, the, literally the top player in this game was Greg Dortch. Dortch, who on both sides of the ball, you went out in Dortch for since week two. I, 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 but still, Greg Dortch, you know, with a team that has Hollywood Brown back, yep. James Connors back, and DeAndre Hopkins on the team, and they drafted high on Trey McBride. Granted, you know their starting tight end is injured, but and Zach Ertz, but they have their weapons. Greg Dortch is is the guy on both sides of the ball. With you know, we're talking with a Godwin, a Fournette, Mike Evans. Greg Dortch is the top producer on the field. Ten targets, one catch for four yards. For four yards is so crazy. Doesn't really matter who's throwing them the ball, but obviously it does because it right. matters that it's Trace McSorley. Um, with that being said. Tampa, I believe, is still in control of their own destiny and, and can win the division. Which is wild. Um, winning out and all that stuff. And they will host a playoff game if they win the division. So, hey, shout out Tom. He didn't get sacked. He he had a really – I thought he had a poor game, but he ended up winning. I just don't understand – like, you, all right, so you, you said it best. Like, why, like, again, four minutes ago – they can they can go right down the field and, and, yeah, and put they're, a point. They're like the they're like a top five offense. But why why there. can they not play for the remainder of the game? I I, I just no, don't I understand. Just, I, just, I just don't understand what's up with Mike Evans. Uh, too. That was that was me my next thing, and and I don't want to say that because I have this guy in fantasy and I like need this guy to produce, sure. and he's got eight targets again. But like, what is up? Like, when's the last time he scored? But week, when's week, the last time he put up a, a, a good game? Week like, three, week four is the last time he scored a touchdown. I mean, he hasn't scored a touchdown in ten weeks. He's he's, I I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what it is. Um, obviously Godwin being back takes away some some targets from him because Godwin plays a little bit more of the middle of the field, and you know that's kind of Brady's game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, you tell me when the last time Mike Evans has scored a touchdown. I can tell you it's probably. 10 weeks would be my guess. Maybe even a little bit longer. Just just not good. Not, like, something's up. He, he felt like there's something's, something's up. up. Like, he's not engaged. Like, yeah. he looks like he's, like, mentally handicapped. Like, I, I, I don't understand. And, and that's no that's no hate on, like, people that actually are mentally handicapped. I just, the dude just, like, he looks like he forgot how to play football. Like, at first I'm like, okay, it's, you know, because of the offseason, him and Tom – don't have this chemistry or like they're off a little bit but like he just lets loss like yeah. i i just don't understand and then russell gage at the end of the game he had a neymar moment he, i thought he died on the football field he like was I, i'm like oh he's done for the game and then the very next play he puts him but he picked up a crucial first down and, yeah. and then goes down again and he was dead again i'm like did he get a power shot on the si- sideline and then came back in like no idea. i just don't i just don't understand them entirety like granted Brady's not having the a year that everyone th- thinks, but I will say like I don't even know who's playing the offensive line for them. So um, that has a ton to do with a lot of sure. teams, um, and especially for what Tom's used to. I mean, 
you know, part of that Godwin thing, you know, and I, I said this, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Mike Evans thing that, you know, we talked about is that for, for the most part, he is a down the field receiver, yep. which usually means that you need a few seconds to throw the ball and Tom Brady doesn't have that. But even still, you would figure out at this point, like, okay, our offensive line sucks, you know, between Tom Brady and the coaching staff, we'll find out ways to get this guy the ball. They just but even they can't. like even some like goal to go situations, you would think he would score touchdowns. Yeah, he's a red zone guy. Yeah, he's a red zone guy. He's six fucking foot twenty. You yeah. know, like the guy's tall as shit. Doesn't make sense. No, um, I agree. Monday Night Football, the Chargers at the Colts to the real-life probably worst quarterback in the league, uh, Nick Foles. And granted, he's not playing with the full deck with the, the teams kind of banged up and all sorts of stuff, but um, the Chargers' defense is getting a little bit healthier, it seems like. It seems like the team is getting healthier. They're kind of clicking. Um, Chargers not winning 20-3. to The Colts look like they were a mess pretty much the whole entire game. Um, Foles threw three picks, and they were really kind of just out of it since the since the second quarter. Um, Herbert, kind of another down game. He didn't play great. Eckler with two touchdowns, just kind of doing what he does. Um, them, you know, getting Keenan Allen, Mike Williams both back with Eckler on the field, I think makes their offense able to compete with anyone. Uh, the problem, I think, that they're going to run into is again they're going to be a wild card team so wild card weekend they're going to go to cincinnati good luck good luck and then if you win that game somehow some way whatever um i'm going to assume kansas city wins that game against the patriots or the dolphins or whoever and then you have to go to kansas city good luck and then somehow, some way, you win at Kansas City. Then you have to go to Buffalo. Good luck. luck. Like it's it's just not. It's I have two friends that actually just put down some serious cash on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl, and um, well, there's a little some money. I mean, I they 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 both put down some hefty, you know, in the hundreds uh, to win to to bet the Chargers to win it all. I just I just don't see how they. They would literally have to go at Cincinnati, at Kansas City, at Buffalo. And I know that's been done. I think Eli did three straight road games to get to the playoffs, uh, to get to the Super Bowl and that type of stuff. I just don't see Herbert doing that. I don't think they have the coach for it. The coach goes for it on, like, fourth downs. Some of them. Some of them he doesn't. He doesn't kick extra points sometimes. Like, I don't know. It's They're a weird team. They're fun to watch. They're just they're just a weird team. Um. I mean, I'm going to say thank you to Justin Herbert for just not having the game that I th- thought he was going to have, um, because I'm in a I'm in a final uh, for fantasy because of that. So, you know, shout out to that. Um, but you know, shout out to I guess the, the, the LA team as a whole because it's the first playoff berth they've had since 2018. Um, but they're not going anywhere. I, um, they're just. There's not. Uh, you just named you just named every team in the, just the AFC that that will stop on them. Not a, not to mention if they make it to the Super Bowl, the three to four powerhouse teams that are left in the in the NFC right. will all stop them out as well. So I don't I just don't see it. Um, you know we tried to figure it out. Like I actually was higher on Herbert prior to the season. Like thought this guy actually had the the intangibles to do what we expected of him. I was such high on the charges in general. Um, I will say uh, they got Derwin James back 
this game, and then he got ejected uh, in this game. He had an insane hit on um, a guy had a weird name. Um, I don't know, but he knocked that guy the F out. Yeah. And Derwin James, I think, also got knocked out because then they said after the fact that he was in the blue tent and he was being evaluated for a concussion. He went to stand up, and his leg did the stanky leg. So I think he was concussed as well. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a hard, it was a hard hit. It was out of the 70s. I will say, I think what bothered me most about this game had nothing to do with this game. It had to do with the fact that I got to watch Nick Foles play, and he beat us in a Super Bowl, and it just bothered me because he was horrendous. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Um, and he absolutely slayed us uh, in the Super Bowl uh, with the Eagles. So, fuck Nick Foles, and uh, this game is disgusting. So, that kind of wraps up um, Week 16. Again, going into Week 17 now, there's a ton of you know playoff games, playoff uh, changing position type games. Um, coming up this week, uh, starting tomorrow night, so Dallas plays at Tennessee. Again, Tennessee's sitting, I, I believe they're sitting everyone. They're sitting Henry. They're sitting, uh, I think Tannehill's sitting. They're playing Malik Willis. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're sitting Woods. They're, I think they're sitting pretty much everyone on offense and defense and just gearing up for um, Week 18 where they have they still have a shot to make the playoffs somehow, some way. Um, but there's, there's some good games this week. Um, that are big games, starting with the Patriots. So Miami plays at New England, no Tua. They're rolling with uh, Teddy Two Gloves this week. Patriots are favored. Um, Mac, this is arguably outside of the playoff game last year. This is the biggest game of Mac's career so far. Um, you know, they're in a must-win situation. They're at home. The team that they're playing against doesn't have their starting quarterback. So this is, to me, like, you have to win this game if you're Mac Jones, and you have to do it, you know, 28-27 points type of type of game. Um, if they win, you know, 20-17, to 17-14, hey, great, that's fine. But I think Mac needs to kind of prove that this is his job moving forward, and this is essentially a playoff game for them, so... Um, that I mean, that's that's a game that we're both definitely going to be watching. I mean, Tua probably not going to get cleared to play. No, I he's mean, not playing. He's already been cleared out. Oh, he's cleared, cleared out. out. So yeah. who's the starter? Teddy Bridgewater. So Bridgewater is going to be the starter. Yes. Against our defense. Yep. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Where Mac has to score, like defense is going to give him shots to to to, you know, probably have short fields, that type of stuff. Yeah, we need to put up points. Mac's got to put up points in this. And I'm not saying he's going to go out and throw for. You know, like he did in Minnesota, 300 plus and three touchdowns or something like that. that. I'll take that too, but I think he should put up, you know, 250 yards and two touchdowns, not turn the ball over. Yeah, not not turn the ball over and actually look like a competent quarterback. Pick up third downs. Yeah, you know, get Stevenson back in the game. Hopefully, they use strong a little bit. I don't. I don't. Damian Harris's hamstring. He can have my hamstring for all I fucking Mm -hmm. care. I don't know if the dude's ever going to play again. The only dude I know that's missed. Oh, more time for hamstrings, uh, you know, like over the past year. He just hamstrings always injured. Yeah, he, he so so I I feel like yeah that's a that's a huge game for for it's the essentially AFC. a playoff game. Yeah, it, it of, is. If whoever loses, I believe is out. Then the Giants play the Colts. They're uh they're they're hanging on to that wild card spot. They gotta dominate. Um, 
that's I hate to say it, but they should win that game. The Colts were, looked horrendous. Uh, Eagles play the Saints. I think that uh, that has no that means nothing. Um, I think Philly still needs to win though to they, clinch clinch top seed. Which yeah, they're, so well, they're not well, sitting anyone yet. Well, it it, de- it definitely does, especially being the fact what you just said. If if Dallas is playing the Titans and they are sitting right. everyone, they're already looking at that as a, a probably a an easy win. So yeah, the Eagles kind of have to win this game now, especially that they lost to the Cowboys and own the tiebreaker. Um, Agreed. So I guess, yeah, that, that, that has some weight to it. Um, I think the Eagles should win that game handily. And then the next game is interesting to me because we talked you just talked about that. If the Panthers could potentially still be in number one, win the division, but two potentially be in the, in, in the wild card spot. I haven't checked it out yet, but I think it's even funnier because we talked about, the game that turned the Panthers around was against the Bucks and them beating Tom Brady. Now, here they go to play again um, at Tampa, um, and Bucks need this game to win. Yeah, it's a huge game. Um, so this is a big game. Another um, playoffs type, type game. Minnesota at Green Bay, which again is is big for Green Bay because Green Bay is still somehow alive. So they win and they're you know keep their playoff playoff hopes alive. Minnesota needs to keep winning to keep ahead of San Francisco because, again, they're a much better team at home. Um, And then the Sunday night football game and then the Monday night football game. The Sunday night game, Pittsburgh at Baltimore, which is always going to be a 17-14 type of game. Ugly football, you know, defense, that type of stuff. Steelers need to stay alive, though. Monday night football is going to be the complete opposite. That's the best game of the week. It might be one of the best Monday night football games ever, especially at this point of the the season too where both teams are 11 12 win teams um it's at cincinnati so that's a big game for buffalo because they lose and kansas city takes over that top spot life becomes a whole lot more difficult for them yeah you know as they go into the playoffs and then cincinnati if somehow cincinnati can win this game if they can get ahead of buffalo i don't know how all the tiebreakers work and all that stuff but if they can get ahead of buffalo and then after the wild card round, they would host Buffalo. That's a whole lot different than going to Kansas City. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, so good football some, this week, man. There's definitely some. And this games. is this is this is uh this Super Bowl is for all fantasy owners for the most part. So good luck to all fantasy owners out there. Um, some tough matchups, um, some easy ones, and uh, some important ones. So uh, we'll see. And uh, that kind of brings us to. Uh, your betting segment, right? I mean, um, yeah. So I actually just slated, um, I slated out three of them. Um, I didn't, I didn't even go five, but um, who we, who we, who we, who we rolling with, Nick? So I'm taking the Pats. Okay, as much I like as I it. I don't want to, but I'm taking the Pats minus three against Teddy Bridgewater. I think we have to. What's yeah. what, 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 what minus three? It's minus three. Yeah, we got it. I'm taking the Pats. I, I just. This is it, right? This is yeah. the, this is the hill I'm gonna die on. Which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're homers, so we gotta go. Right, um, I got it. And uh, I'm taking Minnesota plus three and a half because I, I we, just, we just talked about that, right? Yeah, I, I mean, just, I don't understand. Yep. I don't understand it. And then I I I don't want to do this because I'm I'm rooting for the opposite, but I'm gonna take Buffalo minus one. Okay. At Cincinnati. I'm not a betting guy, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna totally go on a segment. But based on our rant that we just had, even though that Casey's 12 and a half, 
They still need to try to get home court a home field advantage for the playoffs. They're gonna dominate the Broncos. I mean, after last week, in the tumultuous situation that that they just fired their coach, like I don't know, they were the wor- they're the it's worst team in the city. They too. might be the worst team in football right now. Yeah. Uh, granted, I never want to touch anything that's twelve and a half uh, points, but you might might have to. We talked about a similar situation. I think it was Buffalo going to Houston, and it was like something like that, and it ended up being a. I don't know. I wanted to take double. Digits. I wanted to take Carolina. I just have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea what Tampa team's going to show up. I have absolutely no idea what Sam Darnold's going to show up. <laughs> I want to take Carolina plus three because I just Tampa's like trending downward and Carolina's trending upward. Um, but I'm not doing that. And I again, I'm I'm actually rooting for Cincinnati over Buffalo, but I just. I, I just think Buffalo is a better team. Yeah, I mean, um, so that would go to five. I mean, the only other team, again, I'm, I don't know why I'm staking around these these uh, these lines that are high, but San Francisco at Las Vegas. San Francisco's favored by ten, but they they have a quarterback change um, against the best defense in the league. Brissett might die. Nick um, Bosa might become the undertaker and put him you might see the Paul Bearer on 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 the field because I, I don't know he might die. Tickets are as low as $323 it says on ESPN <laughs> yes, which you couldn't pay me $323 yeah. to go watch the Raiders right now. Right? Never mind paying that. So like what on earth is that? Um but yeah, man, this is good football this week. This is some, I mean, some shitty football this week Correct. as well. Some bad games, but I mean, there, there's some good games too. And it, like you said, fantasy Super Bowl week. So ho- hopefully, no injuries. You know, it sucks to lose, but it also sucks to lose when you know your quarterback goes down or like your RB one goes down or something like that. So like, hopefully, it's just not a ton. Hopefully, of injuries. it doesn't happen. I mean, that 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 because I. That changes everything. It right. changes as a football fan. You don't want to see that. You want to see full strength versus full strength, yeah, especially going into the playoffs. You don't want to see any, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda because of, you know, because of injuries. So um, hopefully everyone stays healthy, and this is uh, this is when shit starts to uh, shape up. So we'll see. What about, um, uh, what about power rankings and such, Nick? What do you, what's your feelings? With some Super Bowl. Um, uh, predictions. I'm sticking with my Super Bowl of Philly and KC. Philly KC, huh? Yeah, I still just think, especially with this game coming up, if 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 I'm wrong and Buffalo loses, KC takes that number one spot. I just don't think KC's not two years in a row losing home playoff games. Um, I'm switching. I just don't. I don't see that, and I still just think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Um, Hurts. I'm worried about that though because I. They I just said he might injury. not be healthy yeah. for playoffs. I don't it? know. I don't know the injury, like the extent of it. I just, I can't. I won't change that until. I mean, if he's declared out, obviously, right, that, that would, that would change things. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm but I'm gonna stick Philly and, and Casey. I'm, uh, I'm staying. I'm staying San Fran uh, as my NFC team, but I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say that uh, Cincinnati is gonna go back. I don't know. I, I just feel like uh, the way this things are shaping up, and and the fact that they control their destiny this Monday. Yep. Um, yeah, it's huge. This game, uh, this game is huge. huge. Um, 
I don't know. I just feel like Higgins as your number two is just insane. Um, and I, I don't know. I just I have a feeling that when when they need to win games, they're just so good at it. And they do have Casey's number. And granted, I think it's going to be insanely difficult to to win um, against Casey um, in Casey. Uh, but I just I don't know. I have the, the, that's the feeling I have. I, I I think that it's going to be 49ers versus the Bengals, and I have the 49ers winning the whole thing. I I think the 49ers. I put it this way, I think the 49ers have an easier road. Even even if they stay in the three and Cincinnati stayed in the three, I think the 49ers would have an easier road playing like at Minnesota, at Philly, than Cincy would at KC, at Buffalo. I just don't. You go at KC, at Buffalo, that's... And Insane. hey, if you win both of them, God right. bless you. I just, I just don't know. I don't know if that... They can't be any higher than the three, right? They have to finish the three. Uh, well, the Bengals, unless they win Monday. No, yeah, if they win Monday, I mean, if they win Monday, that would put Buffalo to the three, Kansas City to the one, Cincinnati to the two, because Cincinnati and Buffalo would have the same record, but then they would own the head-to-head. So then so Buffalo would go against. Buffalo would go against. Uh, so as as of right now, it would be. If that switched, if right. so, as of right now, Buffalo is the one. But if that switched, uh, I'm just assuming the Patriots win this week. Patriots would be at the seven. They would play Cincinnati round one. The Chargers would play Buffalo round one, which changes things because, yep. I mean, I'm not saying the Chargers are going to go into Buffalo and win, like I said, but that that's I that that's probably the team out of the bottom. Five, bottom four, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Los Angeles, and New England that you wouldn't want to play, right, is the Chargers, right? Because um, you just don't know what team you're right. going to get there. So, yeah, it's a big game for both of them. I don't think Cincinnati can finish any lower than the three, but technically I think Cincinnati could finish at one, too. I mean, Kansas City, not that they're going to – I don't think they're going to lose to yeah, Denver, well, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we have a we have a podcast next week, but I'm just at a – as we do this, I just want to see who these two. So, so the Bills, Bills play us last week, right? Yep. The Bengals play the Ravens, which is not an easy game. Nope. And who the key is? Yeah, but the Chiefs play the Raiders, so they they have the easiest out for the remainder of the season. Yep. Um. Yeah, I I think the Chiefs are finishing as the number one seed. So, um. So yeah, I don't. But the thing is, if Buffalo if Buffalo wins this week. I mean, I don't think they're losing to New England at home either. So, who knows? But a lot, a lot comes down to that Monday night game. That could be one of the higher-rated Monday night games, pretty much of all time, too. Because again, both both teams at this point have a pretty high viewership from their fan you know, base. You know what's disgusting? I was just thinking about. So the Ravens are ten and five, and the Bengals are eleven to four. Dude, if if the Bengals lose to to Buffalo this week and the Ravens win, and then the following week the Ravens play the Bengals and they win. They could definitely finish higher than the Bengals. Holy shit. There's some good football to be played. Yep. 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 Right. So that's my, uh, that's, that's, that, at least that's my, my takeaway. I don't, again, I love that you and I are not, we don't even have the, we don't have the, we don't have one team that's on the same. So, and who do you have winning the whole thing? I just, Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Mahomes is in it every year. Right, like I mean, he's he's really good. He's though. in it every year. He lose and the games that he loses are like 
what just happened? How did they lose that game, you know? So, yeah, I just pick Kansas City. They're probably not even chalk at this point. They got to be, I mean, I would assume uh, Philly minus the injuries probably higher. Buffalo's got to be higher because they own the tiebreaker. So, technically, they're in the one one with the home field advantage right now. But that could change. Um we don't really have to even get into power rankings. I mean, I, I care more because really at the end of the day, we're talking about who's making the Super Bowl, right? I right. mean, uh, and we do, arguably, we just kind of talked about who we think is, is going to make the noise in both. I mean, we didn't really talk about it in the NFC as much as the, but I think it's going to come down. To, <coughs> I mean, know, our teams it. have been spot on pretty much right. the whole year right. outside of, I would say like weeks one through I don't know, yeah, one wow. through three, maybe one through four, uh, where we had like Tampa up there. But again, Tampa's—they're still in the lead in the division. So like, we've had Minnesota. Well, I've had Minnesota You've there had for Minnesota a while. In there? You've had San Francisco there for a while. Um, I mean, we kind of interchanged. We Miami, had Miami in there. The Chargers. I had. You had Cincy in way before yeah. I did. Um, um, we also. I, I also like we. In the first three weeks, I think I, I actually had the Jaguars in. And it's funny to me because they fell out, but now they actually still potentially could make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make noise, but at least, you know, as far if as like If everything stays put right now, wildcard weekend they would have Baltimore would play at Jacksonville. I'd take Jacksonville. Me too. I think Jacksonville could easily win that game. And then the next week they go to Buffalo. Like, I don't think they have a shot. Right, right but right. like... Also, you pick the guy number one. I'm not right. saying he needs to go and, and win in Buffalo. You have somewhat of a shot. I don't of know. Of course. So, like, they're, I mean, they're it, probably, like, a seven-and-a-half-point underdog, something like that. And, and but, you know, to come from for where they were last year, kudos. Yeah, yeah. That, you know? I mean, uh, that just goes to show you how big of a dirtbagger. By the way, Myers. speaking of that, and not to get, like, you know, crazy off topic, but you brought up a wild point that I didn't even know. It's probably three pods or four pods ago that – maybe three pods ago, that Jacksonville hadn't won back-to-back games, and they finally did. So um, so, so that was cool. Just imagine being Lawrence, though. You're the number one pick. You come in. Urban Meyer's your coach. He's a complete scumbag. Out, like, the dude hasn't, like, him, had like, cheating on his wife. Losing. And, like, he's an absolute scumbag. He faked a heart attack to get out of Florida. He went to Ohio State. He's a piece of shit. I fucking hate Urban Meyer. I hope he fucking dies. And I don't care. I'll put that on paper. I'll put that on the wax. I hate Urban Meyer. With that being said, Lawrence played a whole season with him, didn't die, and then got Peterson, who's like a quarterback whisperer, and he's been much better. Yep. And not to mention, they they get what's-his-name from Atlanta next year. Yep. I mean, Zay Jones came out of fucking nowhere. And they figured out how to utilize a super athletic Evan Ingram. And everyone ragged on them for the Christian Kirk contract. He's been great. And he's been awesome. Yeah. So, awesome. So, I mean, Zay Jones and Kristen Kirk, Evan Ingram, have been solid. I yeah. mean, they're going to get better. I ETN's know. well on his way oh. to being an RB1. Oh, he is an RB1. I mean, uh, he, I he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be top seven, top eight pick next year yep. in fantasy drafts. So. Uh, so, one last question now that you mentioned that. You have the number one pick next year. Who are you picking? Give me a second. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Probably Justin Jefferson. We talked about this before about like that. He's been as consistent as as possible. I mean, um, I mean, right the now I think, I think I think I think Josh Jacobs is the number one runner back in the league. So 
I'm not taking him. I don't even know where the hell he's going to be, right? Um, the league has changed. So, it's a passing league. Yep. It, 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 Jefferson know, is the best receiver. Yep. So pro- 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 probably Jefferson. Um, I mean, you can make a case for, you know, if we just talked about Tua being mush, so, like, I don't know where the quarterback's going to be, but, like, I mean, Terry Kill's been pretty freaking ridiculous this year, too. I, and I in, your, in your league, too, with the, the bonuses, yeah. he's insane. Um, but... I don't know whether or not I'd really be a receiver first, but I, I honestly, first time ever, I'm... But if you were to take a running back, like, who do you take? You know what I'm saying? It's like so you Eckler... Got, you got you got Eckler, Eckler, Henry, Josh Jacobs... McCaffrey. McCaffrey, or... or um, uh, what's the name from the Giants? Um, Barkley. Barkley. I mean, those... Unless I'm missing somebody, those got to be the no, top guys, right? Eckler's, Eckler's... I would assume Eckler's the top guy. Because he just has so many touchdowns, right. but he leads the he, like I said, he passed uh, Jamal Williams. He's the, he is leading the league in touchdowns. If if he did, oh Nick Chubb, Nick, he, Nick Nick Chubb could be the number one pick. If actually, he, I Nick could Chubb. never pick right. Chubb number one just because Cleveland's offense right. is so bad. Um, if he didn't get hurt with the track that he was on, Brees Hall. I, I agree. Was there. insane, but then what? What does his knee look like? Does he right. come back? You know that type of stuff. It's crazy because um, Josh Jacobs has fifteen hundred yards. He's been nasty. Yeah. I just, I like you just yeah, said. Where does he go? Like, exactly. Who, where, who does he, him, where does he? Where right? Where does he go? You know, like um, who, who pays him? It's probably going to be a bad team. Right. Because good teams aren't going to pay running backs one hundred million dollars. And and Henry, I mean, it, it, honestly, it could be Henry. Um, I'm more inclined to take Henry if I am taking a running back than any of the any of the above. But the problem is, is like, who's who's playing quarterback for them next year? Like, right. like, I think I would lean Eckler just because he's done, now. This is the second year in a row where he is absolutely elite. Yeah, and they they throw him the ball. He's he's going to catch 100 and, 110 balls. 115 balls, whatever he's on pace for, like yeah, he's he, he's insane. But what does he have? 600 yards rushing? Yeah, I was gonna say he's, he's not yeah. even a he's not even a running back. Yeah, he's and he hasn't been very efficient on the ground either. Um, hold on a second, I just had it. I but he doesn't have a ton. I know that. 759 yards on the ground. Oh, I'm sorry. He's averaging 4.1 yards a carry. Is way better than I thought. But he's got 11 touchdowns right. on the ground. But hold on, let me let me click on him. Because it's not that's not where he's getting all his juice from. No, I mean receiving, he's got to have. I, I get I, again, he's on pace for a hundred and he's still on pace for the record, as far as I know. So I receiving, he's got ninety nine receptions for six hundred and forty seven yards right. and five more touchdowns. So he's got sixteen touchdowns. Thirteen hundred yards. He's got thirteen hundred yards plus the ninety nine receptions. If you're in a PPR league, yeah, that's so crazy. yeah, so so. Yeah, probably Eckler. I mean, but honestly, I, I still think Justin Jefferson. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I, I think I'd take him. I you know, I, I'm going to put it this way. I don't want the number one pick. I wouldn't either. I mean, I, I don't think I ever did or would want the number one pick unless actually well, probably question. like years ago. But uh, I heard it on the radio, I think it was like two or three days ago, and Jeff Manns was on the afternoons. and What did uh, they say? He said Justin Jefferson. Yeah. He said hands down. He said if you pick anyone else at this point, you're actually stupid. He was like, but see, so you're the league but my, that we're in. Is you have different. to go by point structure too, yeah, right? The, the league that we're in is a little bit different in your league because of the half point per rush. And but in other leagues, but in in a normal PPR league, right. I think I think Jefferson's one, and I th- I th- honestly think you can make an argument for Eckler, sure. But like, 
it still being three or four receivers. Like, Diggs has been awesome. Cup is going to come back and be, I'm sure he's going to be very, very good. Yeah, and Tyree Kill. And Tyree Kill. Like, those four guys are insane. And then I don't think he can be a first overall pick, but I think Kelsey's going to end up being a back-end first-round pick, too. As he should be. Because if you can get Kelsey, you have such an advantage at the position that it's it's so much bigger than any other guy that you could pick so, in the first round. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm just gonna give you, you know, while we're here, we'll just stay here for a minute. So, um, I'm gonna give you five. I'm gonna give you five receivers. I'm gonna give you five running backs, and we'll just do the point differentials right now. And and this is my league again, um, a league that yeah, yeah, has every every you know uh, bonus point. For you know, uh, over a certain amount of yards, you know, point per reception. It's also a half a point per rush. Um, so Justin Jefferson is in first, right? He's got 413 fan points. Like um, the Terry Kill is in second at 368, which is still a pretty decent gap. I mean, you know, 40 40 points or so um, is potentially two games you know think about it you know you're you're hoping to get like 20 points a game if not a little bit more that's essentially two games difference between the top guy and the second guy that's kind of a lot and then from hill to Diggs, second to third 368 to 315 that's a pretty big jump off and then Diggs and adams are almost tied 315 70 and 315 40 and then to round out the five is aj brown at 292 40 so that's another uh, difference of um you know uh 23 points so like another you know two game difference and then let's let's just hop over to that um, will i will say that when you just put adams that will change if Carr leaves and like i we talked about before which we didn't even talk about in here but if if brady goes there and Brady's going to be fucking 46. I can't believe I'm saying this. But if Brady goes there, Adams stays in that first-round discussion. Uh, agreed. So so just I, I just had a double-click. So 413 and 368 were the two top guys in in point scoring. Yep. Runner backs, Derrick Henry's number one, 491. Right. So it, that's a difference of 60 points, which is kind of a lot. Um and then you got Jacobs at 488, and then Barkley at 440, and then Eckler at 433, and then McCaffrey at 430. So without even looking at it, we named all the players all that we thought uh, with top five. Um, and I'm not, in all honesty, I'm not taking, I'm not taking anyone besides in my league, anyways. I'm not taking anyone besides Tyree Kill. Or Justin Jefferson, and there's no way I'm taking Tyreek Hill over Justin Jefferson. So it's either Justin Jefferson or, in my eyes, Henry or Eckler. Those yeah. those are the top three guys. It, or I can't I can't say that my, now that McCaffrey's in that offense and being able to get those touchdowns because he's been pretty ridiculous since he went there. Um, he's got to be right there too. So um, he's gonna have less usage, but probably more touchdowns. More more and more touchdowns. Yeah. I just feel like that McCaffrey and Eckler are gonna have similar styles as far as like a lot of receptions yeah, a true, lot of touchdowns true, true. um uh and then henry's just going to be king henry um and i'm sorry i'm just not banking on josh jacobs or barkley they'll go in the first round but i'm not taking them at number one no um I and, mean, Ch- I, and chubb I'll, I'll you know he'll be a middling first round pick again. i guess it would depend again where jacobs goes but i can't even think of somewhere that he would go that he could end up as you know like where he was pick or like, I mean, how many? 
he's been the unsung bell cow in in Vegas. So like, right. how many teams now have an unsung bell cow? Not a lot. I'm just trying Tennessee? to think of teams right now that don't that like bad teams right now that don't have running backs that are are gonna have. I don't even know about salary caps or any of that stuff. But just think of like teams that aren't great that are Houston. like middling teams, but, but like Houston's but not Pierce. gonna pay him. Plus they, they have, have Pierce. A quarterback. Right, but they don't even have a quarterback. And then it's like... Broncos have... Uh, what's his name who's out on injury? So yeah. he's coming back. I mean, yeah, they, they're, 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 they're high on him. So, I mean, essentially he could go there, but they're a train... I would not... I would, he would be, be... I wouldn't even take him... He might fall out of the first round if, to me if he went to, to the Broncos just because their team as a whole is so bad. Um, and he's going to now split carries. Um... Yeah, who else? I mean, the Jets are a, a bottom team, but they're loaded at running back. Then, yeah, you know, Reese so they're not, they're not, they're not, you know, we're not. Indy's got the unsung first round pick from this year, who's been a disaster. Yeah, um, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati all have running backs. So then you go to the NFC, you have Commanders just drafted Brian Robinson. It can maybe, Giants, maybe, maybe them, though? I mean, the Giants could, have um, Saquon. Saquon. Uh, Detroit. It could go to Detroit. Detroit would be interesting. Um, Chicago has Montgomery and Herbert. I don't think they they would go down that route. Green Bay has those two guys. Minnesota has Cook. I believe and Madison's. still wrapped up. And Madison's actually a free agent. Um, Atlanta is going to stay young. New Orleans has Kamara, who's actually. I mean, I don't know. Maybe New Orleans. Maybe Kamara gets suspended from that that okay. court hearing. So like that maybe, could that could be interesting. Maybe them. Um, that could be interesting. Arizona. I yeah. don't know what Connor's. Status but then, is. but but even if you the, the, all the places you just named are not good spots. Even if even if he he went to New Orleans, right? Or he 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 went to Arizona, or even he went to Detroit. He went to any three of those teams, which probably in in my eyes are the top three teams based on the names that you just named that he could go he split he's not the unsung bell cow he's going to split with swift he's going to split with camara and um he's going to split with connor unless camara's suspended suspended for the full um i think detroit would be a good landing spot that's the only spot that i could think of but then what's jamal williams he just gets the shaft after i mean he's so old yeah he he is old he's kind of falling apart towards the end of the season but he's 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 getting old and Swift has been, yeah, under. I say Jamal Williams is old. He's 27. <laughs> he's the same age as Fournette. Holy shit, he's 27. I feel like he's been in the league forever. I mean, he could go to Tampa Bay too. I guess. Maybe a swap a real. Yeah. Sign and swap. Not sure. Brady. Um. Well, I mean, we could talk about the shit all night. Yeah. So, um, we will. Uh, we'll sign off. We'll look forward to. Uh, a great weekend of sports, hopefully, and um, New Year's Eve. So, I mean, we won't talk on the pod, obviously, but Happy New Year's. Yeah, and, see you next um, year. And we'll, uh, we'll catch everyone next week. Yeah, see you next year. Later. Bye.